0: You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 52. We're talking to Brian Mann about better storytelling in church, which reminds me about this time that
1: I... Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now let's join your host, Seth Muse, who knows the answer is always C...
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. I'm so glad you're joining me. Um, if you haven't noticed, we are weekly now, so every week you're going to get a new con- new episode of new content. And it could be, so I have a guest, it could be just me, but uh, this week we have a guest and he's an incredible guest. We have Brian Mann on the show. Can't wait to get in that conversation. Brian is the creative director at Ecclesia Houston. Don't call it Ecclesia Church because that's redundant. So we're going to talk about that too. Um, Brian is the creative director and he's just got this great mentality about how how to lead teams in Creating stories that people want to see and compelling stories that help convey vision, and we dive into some of this stuff about how they do that, and Ecclesia how he did it at some of his former churches, and we just get some great wisdom from Brian on uh, on being a better storyteller as a church communicator in your church. So I can't wait to get to that. If you want the show notes for this, and I think you're you're going to want them, it's SethMuse.com/slash fifty two. SethMuse.com/slash Five two, and you can go get all the links that we're going to talk about. we got several things going on in the in the show notes this week. Uh, another thing that is really important, I want to make a mention of it before we jump into the conversation, is that I would love for you to join the new Facebook group, the Seminary of Hard Knocks Facebook group. And I'm, instead of giving you the really long, ridiculous Facebook address, I'm just going to tell you, go to SethMuse.com slash group. And it will take you straight to the group, join that group, uh, request to join it or join it, whatever it is. And we're going to continue the conversation about the podcast and the content here, there. Uh, I look to build a community because I just don't know who you guys are, and I want to get to know you. So I'm excited to do that and to connect with you after the shows there. So uh, join me there. I would love to see you in the the Seminary of Hard Knocks Facebook group. Uh, there's also a page you can like that as well. But really get into that group. Really, it's going to be it's going to be really really important as we dive deeper into some of these things that we discuss to make us all better church communicators. We can learn from one another. It's awesome. I love building community around communications, because it's something I'm passionate about. When I find other people, it's like, Oh, Hey, my people. It's really, really great. So I love to, to connect with you there. Let's go ahead and get in the conversation with Brian. It, we've got some great stuff to cover and, uh, it, it's going to, it's going to blow your mind. So get in a place where you can listen. If you're working out, if you're driving in the car, you may want to like, um, be be, rip, be ready to pull over or, or, or listen to it again later. Listen to it the first time on the drive and then later pull, pull up some of these notes because he's got some wisdom for you this time. Um, it's really, really great. So without any more from me, let's get into that conversation with Brian Mann from Ecclesia, Houston. Here we go. Tell us a little bit about you before we jump into our conversation. Tell us your background, kind of, who you are and where you work and maybe what you do there. And just give us a little snapshot real quick.
1: Yeah. So I'm the creative director and uh, kind of in charge of all things, storytelling and media at a church called Ecclesia. Uh, It's a church in downtown Houston, Houston. Uh, so I oversee all of the—basically anything that goes on a screen uh, is what I'm in charge of. So we do—we uh, tell a lot of stories. We do a lot of video sermon content, actually. Uh, our our senior pastor is a guy named Chris C. Uh, he's a speaker and author, yeah. travels all over the world. And so— um, Yeah, he's great. Really, wherever—yeah, where, he's, he's awesome and a uh, great storyteller in his own right. But wherever he goes in the world, uh, he likes to take a camera crew, and so we just— we jump on a plane with Chris and, and uh, tell stories from all over the world. We're jumping on a plane to Israel a week from tonight uh, to go film some sermon content over there. So, uh, so I oversee all of that for the church. Uh, and then and, uh, I'm fairly new on staff, but also um, in the process of building some new teams for uh, capturing and sharing stories. Uh, so, story team, and then also a team to do uh, artist care. We, had a downtown church, so we have a lot of folks who are designers and artists and chefs and musicians and and people who do um, a lot of creative work. And so, uh, awesome. that's another big passion of mine is uh, is artist care.
0: That's yeah. interesting. What? Tell me a little bit about that. What are you going to do? What is that ministry like?
1: Uh, We've done it in in previous churches. I don't know if I've ever actually worked at a church that had so many artists kind of already there. Uh, But really just a place for people to see how their walk with Jesus, their faith life intersects with who they are creatively um that's awesome. sometimes kind of a a weird sort of intersection of, of of things um churches like creative things they like art but they're not always really sure what to do with artists yeah. uh we tend to be very, <laughs> very or high needs kind of people yeah exactly <laughs> uh or art exactly but artists you know we're 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 tough to deal with sometimes we're never quite sure we're on the right track uncertainty is just kind of part of the Equation. And so I've really enjoyed you know meeting one on one or uh, kind of coaching artists. And so um, I've always uh, I've always found those conversations really helpful for me in my creative process. And so uh, I love coaching artists, and so what we're developing is kind of an artist care group uh, for for folks who you know not necessarily make their living in the arts, but who who creativity is a big part of what they do. And I always love kind of helping coach people to see how does that how does the way God actually wired you intersect with the with your creative process, uh, that, so that people realize that that's all on purpose that God made them that way, um, and that they're not alone. I think that's probably for creative people. You need to know you're not alone, uh, probably more than anything else. So yeah. that's something very much in the works, but it's something we're kind of leaning into this year. That. That's great. That's so, kind of yeah. like
0: I think that's so so important to like to realize the 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 people you have and just start helping culture kind of create itself Mm -hmm. in a way. Like I I know Austin stone does a really great job of creating culture around the fact that they're in Austin and everybody's a musician, you know, it's like, like everyone's a musician and there's like atheists that play in churches on Sundays, you know, because everyone's a musician and everybody wants to play and, and it's, it's like everybody's, so they've created this worship deal and it's also a a really great uh, way to find new worship leaders. And raise up leaders in their church, and yeah. uh, you know it's just it's created this incredible community. And it sounds a little bit yeah, like that, like you created so community cool. for. Yeah,
1: it is. It is like that. I mean, I've I've been to their worship collective, and um, Stephen Bush, who leads their story team, uh, is a good friend. He's actually a Houston, a Houston native. Uh, but we've connected over the years, and really the way they they com- uh, create community around the arts and storytelling and music and worship. Uh, We've taken a lot of cues from that because you're right. I mean, Austin is such a hub um, for that kind of culture. And I don't know if I've ever seen a church um, be that intentional in terms of caring for artists. And so we did some storytelling training with them, and it was just it was awesome. Those guys are those guys are amazing.
0: They really they really have kind of fashioned a new mold for like mm-hmm. how to minister to creatives. It's really cool. So I'm excited to hear that you guys are doing that too in Houston. Cause I know yeah. Houston has a lot of musicians and a lot of creatives as well. Like you're saying, I mean, any, anytime you're near a Metro, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the Dallas is like that. There's a ton of creatives here and yeah. like no venues to play unless you're huge. So it's like, what do you do with that? You know, how do you go out and make a living or find your place in the world if you're an artist totally. and you know, there's no money. In and it. there's a
1: lot of, you know, this is Texas. So there's a ton of churches. Yes. But I think for artists, the churches tend to do one thing Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And so, you know, there again, I think this is one of the reasons why, And it, you know, Houston isn't Austin, but we do have a pretty great live music scene. And yet when I'll sit, you know, between services and talk to guys who are in the band uh, or talk to, you know, video guys who work with us, you um, Again, there's always that question of like, you know, how, how am I growing and developing as an artist and what does that have to do with my spiritual life? And I think sometimes churches figure out what they want to do and just do it every single Sunday. And I'm really intrigued by a culture that really, you know, leans into discipling artists yeah. um, and helping them figure out. You know, so, some of those core identity issues that really helps them in their creative process.
0: And I and I think you you've said you've said a phrase a few times. You've said story team a few times. Uh, we're yeah. gonna, we're going to get into that because I think what we're really hinting at here that I'm just going to say and see what you th- you think is um, that we're starting to see the emergence of of a new kind of artist. It's, and it's really not new. It's just being defined as an artist now. And that is of the storyteller as an artist. Like I tell stories and whether that be social media or video or music or whatever, it's like, I can do all that or some of that, but my primary is storytelling and creating that way. Like, do you see that? Is that some kind of, is that a new emergence or are you seeing that out there? That's kind of this generalized storyteller artist.
1: I mean, I definitely think it's a, uh, it's a buzzword, you know, I think the danger of that is that it just, it starts, you hear it so often that it almost starts to lose its meaning, you know? Uh, So I think it's, we're at a a golden age of storytelling because now we have all these tools, you know, and platforms to share it. I I think really in the church, it's helping define exactly what you mean by storyteller um, is, is super helpful. So. But yeah, I mean, I I think there's a there's probably as much interest, uh, both from the creative side and from the leadership side, in terms of storytelling. I think people are really excited by it. I think people see the impact and the sort of the power of a you know well-told story. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think you see this everywhere. I mean, crops have been business. Uh, you know, you see it in you know Super Bowl commercials. I mean, everything is kind of storified these days. And I think for ministry people, for church folks, um, what's helpful in terms of, I mean, you mentioned that, uh, as a ministry team, what's helpful is to really get more specific and more defined in terms of what do we mean by that? What do we mean by what, what makes a, a story effective in this context, in this church um, and then what do you as a creative person actually bring to the table, not just in terms of what you can do, or can you run camera, or can you edit, or, you know, take a good photograph, um, but what is it that God's created in you that needs to be drawn out so that when you're telling someone else's story and sharing it with the body of Christ, um, you're actually, you, you're you're creating something that comes from deep inside you, capturing something that comes deep inside the person that's sharing so that the person, the people that are watching it, are deeply, you know, impacted. Right. Uh, I think wh- the way I would w- would define storytelling is this attempt at meaningful human connection. I think every time we we say, "Hey, I want to tell a story," or "That's a great story," what we're hinting at is there's something really meaningful there that I want to share with people because I think they'll find it really meaningful too. Yeah. Um, how do you, re- and so how, in, how do you recognize time, that? What's that? How
0: do you recognize that when you hear that story, you know, that, that, oh, that's, that's something I need to share. That's a great story.
1: Sure. Um, I think there's probably, there's an intangible, but I, you know, to that, I think sometimes it's just, you know, and I, part of me is like, maybe that's the Holy spirit. Just like, Hey, pay attention. <laughs> Let's do yeah. something with that. Um, I think in terms of tangibles, I've said for years and years, I, I think that I think each story kind of has an essential truth and an essential beauty in it, um, that mm-hmm. most people probably need to hear. I think people who show up at your church on Sunday morning, uh, are not showing up to see what content you produce this week. I don't think that's really what drives people to church. I think people are walking through a lot. They're struggling, They're, you know, they're bringing a lot in the door with them emotionally and maybe even spiritually. And I think they're hoping to encounter the kind of truth that the Bible says sets you free, you know, Um, and they're looking to see God at work. And that's the beautiful part. So when I hear a story, I'm like, oh, that's so good. I think what I'm actually reacting to is there's some essential truth in this story And usually that lies in the pain of the story and the conflict of the story Mm -hmm. um, that everyone listening to this story knows exactly what this person is talking about. And then there's some essential beauty that shows that God can actually show up in the midst of the worst thing you've ever heard of um, and begin to transform, either transform that situation or transform someone's perspective. So, I think when we're scanning for stories, and I think that's kind of maybe what you're asking, um, I think we're sort of looking for what's true in the story that people, we feel like would, would this would be meaningful for people. But then also what's beautiful. And I think, again, the beauty comes in how God begins to change um, the situation or change the perspective of a person who's, you know, walking through something. And I, some things that we've found really helpful as a team over the years, uh, and this is you know, for people who like lists. I'm not somebody who likes lists, but I for do. people who do. I love I, lists. Yeah, list. I, so I'll share it with Hit you. Hit me with a list. Uh, yeah, so three essential elements that we kind of came up with a couple years ago uh, with our story team that we felt like, you know, hey, we've heard this story, but would this be a good story at our church? Uh, And we kind of, we, we came up with three essential elements that we thought help answer that question. The first is what we called the God element, which is probably the most obvious and the most, you know, objective, which is like, if God's not a part of the story, I'm not really sure we would share this on a Sunday morning right? uh, because, you know, we're in church, but also part of worship is, is to glorify God. And what we want to see happen in a story is God show up uh, and, in someone have an encounter with God. Um, and so if God doesn't really, if it's a great story, but it doesn't involve God, that's probably, you know, that's probably a good sign that (laughs) we might pass on that story. Right. So the second thing is what we call the family element is a little more subjective, but it's kind of a culture piece of when we hear this story, does this feel like it belongs? Does this feel like family? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. does this feel like something that we would? Does it feel like our church? Is this hitting on some things that that we feel like are really important? For example, um, one of the values at Ecclesia is hospitality. We just feel like this is something that we're called to as a church to share a table. Uh, with people, and uh, we found that some of the most meaningful moments of ministry uh, are the ones that we share around a table. So we always encourage our you know church members to open your home. You know, we had um, a huge hurricane. I'm not sure you heard about it about uh, four or five months ago. Wait, in When, Houston, it just when was that? <laughs> Is that recent? I know it didn't affect you kids in Dallas, but Houston oh my got gosh. walloped. Hey, watching
0: uh, that stuff, we were just. Just destroyed up here. Uh, honestly, just so like our church got together and we had people at calling us going, when are we sending stuff? And we're like, um, yeah. we're trying to pull together, what we can even do, you know? And so our right. people were super excited to get involved with that and help out. Cause gosh, it was, and we, and it was our, rough. it's,
1: it's made such an impact down here. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, you know, and people lost, you know, their homes. I mean, you think about stories and families and houses, I mean, Thanksgiving rolls around and you don't, you know, most people's, you know, dining room tables downstairs, it's not there anymore. Right. Christmas rolls around, you know, your living room, the drawer, they haven't finished the drywall Yet, so we have to figure out the Christmas tree. Like, so hospitality or inviting people to, around your table into your home is a big, you know, big element for us. So, yeah. and I want to say too,
0: we hear- your church was instrumental in all that too. I, I just want to say yep. I'm, I was super proud of Ecclesia because I know you guys worked as a, as a, you received donations and distributed as well, kind of a home base for a lot of operation there right?
1: Yeah, it was, it's, it's been exciting. We've, we've raised about a million and a half dollars. Uh, all of it's gone to a relief across the city. That's awesome. Uh, we have this strategic partnership now with world vision. We're rebuilding in a bunch of areas in the city. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's been, I mean, and we could probably talk a lot longer about how a big event like that sort of impacts when the whole city, <laughs> it, um, is impacted by one story. All of a sudden the opportunities to share are, are amazing. Yes. Um, awesome. but, so that helps us figure out like when we come across a story about hospitality at Ecclesia, back to your original question about the elements of storytelling, you know, obviously we want God to show up. That's the first thing, but the second thing is like, oh yeah, that really feels like what we do. That feels like what we talk about and who we are. Mm-hmm. And so that's the second thing on the list is kind of like, does this feel like us? You know, and that that's something that we kind of pull at as a team. but like ultimately, if it feels like us, um, then it's, we know it's going to work uh, on a weekend um, in our church. And then the last thing that we look at is, is what we called sort of the me-too element, which is, is there, are there things in the story that really resonate with normal people? And this is important to me, I think, because I think in the past, I, you know, I've been doing church storytelling for a long time. And I think sometimes, especially larger churches, we tell big, impressive stories because we're trying yeah. to inspire you and call you to something bigger and there's definitely a place for that but honestly when i talk to people in our church the those stories that end up sort of really hitting them the hardest and making the biggest impact and changing their thinking are ones that they can totally relate to that are much more normal and that are about a marriage that's really struggling or someone who feels like they're terrible at parenting and to me like that that hits a much broader audience than someone who, you know, they fostered six kids or they moved to, you know, Nicaragua. It's more
0: of a regular situation, right? I mean, like you're saying, it's something I can say, well, that could happen to me versus I'm not probably going to adopt, you know, 15 kids and, Whatever. Yeah.
1: And if that inspires, if if those, you know, I mean, I've, in that's been our story. My wife and I, I told enough adoption stories that at some point I actually experienced God saying, okay, it's your turn. Yeah. So, I mean, that can happen. I think that inspiration is great. But, you know, I sometimes wonder if maybe we've overplayed our hand with the sort of the, oh my gosh, kind of aspect of impressive stories.
0: The Sarah McLaughlin think- moment. <laughs> That's what I call it—the exactly. Sarah McLaughlin moment. It's the <laughs> one where you're like in the arms of the yeah. angels, and you're like these sad dogs are weeping, in the in the photo, yeah. and you're weeping. It's like, yeah, oh, it's a little on the nose, guys. You know, so yeah, you we have that. done that. that.
1: Where I live, we have yeah. done so, that. But I, totally, but I think that you know, if you if you can hear your story or see your story as you're watching it, you know, if you're listening to someone, you're like, I know exactly what that person's talking about. Or if there's someone who came to church and they weren't sure about it and they showed up and they heard something in the story of like, I thought I was the only person who Hmm. ever had that doubt or who, who struggled with that. I mean, when those things get named in church, that's huge. I mean, that's a whole other level of like God setting people free. And so You know, again, we want to see God at work. I think that's the first thing. We want to make sure it feels like us, feels like family. But then we also want those moments that really connect. Because, again, I think it's meaningful connection. That's why we want to tell stories. It's not just that we want to make a splash. It's like we want to see God set some people free. And we know that people are walking through a lot. And I think we have people's attention on a Sunday. Let's share some really life-changing stories about how God does that. And when we do that, what I think is that we, we join this continuum of two thousand years of, you know, the Christian faith, which is just bearing witness to look what God can actually do yeah. um in the worst of, you know. And I, I think that I think that ministers to people.
0: Absolutely. And and I think that's it's super important to also have some kind of way to take all of that. And put it into some kind of system, you know, that helps yeah. get it out there. Because, like we were talking about a little bit before, it's like there's there's all this really good stuff, but how do you get it to the audience, and how do you how do you actually make it go, you know? So you've you've led some story teams. You're working on one now at your church. You've had them at, at previous churches. What are some examples? Kind of a I guess a workflow of, from I hear this story to. I'm deciding where it's going to land and then it actually gets produced and how does it happen? You know, how do you make some of those decisions? Because I think a lot of people know, like, I hear these stories and finding them may not be even my, my issue, but I don't know what to do with them once I've got them. You know, you know what I mean? Once I hear, hear totally. a good story, yeah. like, what do I do?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously finding them is the first <laughs> is the first hurdle. Yes. So, um, you know, one of the things I encourage people to do, especially when we talk about story team, I think people get an idea of like a story team is just this like crack team of amazing writers and editors and.
0: Yeah, like, a, new, like a newsroom.
1: Yeah, totally. And they're just <laughs> like, they're on it. Right. They're just, they're, they're in. I think the reality, even for larger churches, even for bigger teams, Finding a story is half the battle. Yeah, um, I heard Ira Glass actually say this. The the host of this American Life, he's just like, seventy percent of our work goes into finding the thing. Producing is is almost the easy part once you find it, but figuring out what to you know what the story is does that really fit? I mean, that's that's a lot of it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of ways. I mean, you you released uh, something about a month ago about ways that different churches do that. I think that's super helpful. Uh, for us, Thanks. what we found is that if, if we're really proactive, and so we just had people on our team whose ro- only role it was was just like their ear is to the ground, they're people people, and they just know what's going on you know what i mean it's almost yeah. like a, a a good gossip and uh, i hate to use that word but like <laughs> i was going to you know say I, mean? like some, I was
0: going to say it sounds some, like you like you want a meddler a little bit of a well, meddler
1: I, but Here's so I believe that like God redeems everything. So story, <laughs> I I I, read, awesome. I this one time. Ago, took a lot of flack from it that storytelling is almost like redeems gossip, and everyone's like, no, gossip is like <laughs> redeemed storytelling or whatever. So yeah, so redeemed gossip. On a, that yeah.
0: is a that sounds like the '80s an '80s worship album <laughs> title.
1: Redeemed gossip. Yeah, redeemed gossip. Um, so what I probably should have said instead of that uh, was I think some people have this like ability to connect with a lot of people, and they know what's going on, and they're you know what I mean they 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 are aware of people's you know situations, and I think when it comes to the sort of the redeemed part of that, what I actually mean is like I think people actually have a gift. Some people do. My wife's one of these people. Uh, they just, they're, they're good at caring for people and they're good at recognizing, Hey, God did something in your life. And I think you're actually ready to share that. Um, and so I wanted to have people like that around us on our team because other people on our team are more concerned with like, which, you know, lens do we want to use some, you know, what room would sound better to record this thing in? And that's a whole other kind of, that all comes later. But I think the first thing in terms of like a workflow is like, do you do you have a way to actually connect with people? Because I think the best stories that we've ever told uh, are ones that we've gone out and found and we've had them in conversation. We get a couple through the, you know, through the website or our, you know, people come up to our senior pastor. But if we have a team that's actually having conversations and almost like a journalist looking for stories, uh, that seems to work better. The second thing we do for every story that we share is we have someone write out their story. Um, because when you, when you talk about your story, it's different every single time you share it, when you write it out, there's a beginning, there's a middle and there's an end. And so even if somebody like writes a huge long story, it might take a while to read it, but then it's, they're looking at the same story that I'm looking at, that our team's looking at, and we can start to look and see, Hey, you know, what are some, what are some things that really rise to the surface here? Um, the, what we do after that is we meet with them, uh, we talk about their story. Uh, we really, as much as we can, and we learn this from the guys at Austin Stone, uh, they take a really long time to tell their stories. We usually don't have as much time as they take. They take like six months and oh, make wow. like a documentary. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I don't know if we'll ever have quite that much time, but uh, they really, but the one of the reasons they do it is they really love walking alongside people um, through the, you know, kind of thick and thin and they don't want to just drop in on people at their hardest moments and just capture a story. Yeah. So that really kind of helped me kind of slow down our intake process and say, I want people to know us and to trust us when we're capturing their story. First of all, because it's a real honor for someone to share something that vulnerable.
0: Yeah. I feel uh, that way but too. Sec-
1: Totally. But yeah. secondly, like they're not going to go to the vulnerable places unless they know who you are and unless they trust you and they can't trust you if they don't know who you are. So we make it a real value on our team to spend, you know, as much time as, as feasible uh, talking about that and not making it just a project of, Hey, we got to get this done, but more really just almost kind of pasturing people through that process. So that's, you yeah. know, we have to find it. We have them write it out. We meet with them. And then as a team, we start to talk about, Hey, what's the best medium you know is this is this something I want to film maybe this is a written story if we've got opportunities to share that like online or in worship folder or you know something like that what's the best audience for the story uh, oftentimes we'll pitch it to a senior pastor um, sometimes the pastor just comes and says hey I want to do this and we we'll, we just go do it but if it's something our our team is actually pursuing um we'll kind of run it through the paces and say you know, how do we capture and share this? Where does, where does this end up? Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is just, um, again, this sort of process of of figuring out what parts of the story, as we capture it, as we edit it, and as we put it together, uh, really rise to the surface. And again, I go back to that, what's the essential truth in the story? What's the beauty of how God worked in the story? And that helps inform all of our decisions from visuals to the edit, to the music we use. Um, and that's, that's, you know, it's, uh, it's worked pretty well for us. Uh, sometimes we kind of change it all up or sometimes we just, we just jump into it because we've got three days to pull this thing off and, yeah, you know, it's just, it's all adrenaline. Yeah. Uh, but when we have some time and we can use the process, that's usually kind of how we do it.
0: Well, that's awesome. And I love how you have them write the story out. Um, yeah, I I wanted to throw something in there that helps with that section of it because this, I'm trying this out right now currently with Mm -hmm. our church, uh, on social media. I know the algorithms are changing and all that, so this may not work in the future, but for now it's still working. I'm trying to do like a story prompt almost on Facebook to get like, finish this sentence or, um, tell us the story about, and the first one I did was like, finish the sentence and it was kind of. They gave me like a real short answer, you know, like a yeah. uh, fill in the blank almost. And so mm-hmm. the second one, I was like, okay, I need to get a little bit more. So came up with a prompt that said, tell us about a time when you thought God wasn't going to pull through for you, but then he totally did. And I mm. got so That's many great stories off that they were long and had the beginning That's middle awesome. end and it's written yeah. out for me I, I, and then I was able to upload like 10 or 15 new stories to our our archive and to work with and it was like yeah. oh my gosh okay that worked that was a post that worked <laughs> so now I got to go repeat that on a kind of semi-regular basis and ask different questions and figure out how I'm going to do that yeah. but it, it kind of fits into that have them write it out Because it it is different every time, but it also brings some clarity and you can see the story from, from start to finish without having to try to remember everything. And, uh, that's, that's really helpful. So free tip there for everybody on social, try that, uh, as well. That's a great collection method. Um, and I've, I've tried that with social a lot. Like I really want to get the stories of my people because I don't know them. I've only been here six months at my church. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm new just like you. So I don't know anybody you know, yeah, and I'm like, I right. don't know where those stories are. I don't know who's got a great story about something God did in their life or whatever. And I'm trying to listen and pay attention, but you know, I've got this tool, social media, I may as well use it. Right. So I'm uh, yeah, trying totally. to figure out ways to to get people to, to give me stuff whenever. Uh, so that's a great workflow. I love that. I love how you, you put that together. I mean, it makes total sense. And I think most of us are like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. We can get those steps down. Um, you mentioned earlier, as we wrap up here, just, you know, there's a lot of resources out there for help with storytelling, like books or blogs that can kind of help you do that. What are some of those that have really helped you in telling great stories in the church?
1: Um, I think in, in some ways, I mean, I've over the years, I've, I've taken a lot of online courses um, in writing and video production that have just sort of helped in terms of craft. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually, our team wrote a, a, a ebook called tell more stories Because we kept coming across really great resources for specific crafts, but in terms of like a context for, okay, where do you start and how do you do this? Um, At that point, and this is maybe two years ago, we hadn't really seen anything kind of pulled together like that. Everyone, like you were saying earlier, like everyone was talking about storytelling and how awesome it was. And, yeah, you know, it's just be you know, be the story and jump into the story and join, live a better story. Well, a lot really, of cheerleading. I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah A lot of cheerleading, like, not a lot of structure. Yeah, I've got a deadline. Um, <laughs> so I think um, now I'm starting to see some really great um, resources kind of pop up. One of the things, one of the best resources I've seen um, kind of crop up in the last month or two is uh, some of the production guys from Church on the Move, uh, from the Seeds Conference, uh, okay. released something called the Story Guide. I think it's the StoryGuide.com, um, and they essentially have done on a video teaching series what our team did in this ebook, which is really break the process down. Uh, it's very video focused, uh, so it's mostly for media teams but essentially kind of you know a lot of what we've been talking about how do you how do you workshop this process how do you break it down um and they get really kind of in in the detail about lighting and editing and audio and and all that sort of stuff so i think that's that's probably uh, of the resources that we've seen come across our radar probably the one that i would say like hey that's that's actually a fantastic resource
0: that's incredible Um, yeah i'm gonna check that out and and before you move to another one how do we get a hold of your ebook can we do that
1: Yeah, it's free. Um, It's at tellmorestories.co, so com without the M, tellmorestories.co. And then also we've got a a Facebook group uh, called Church Storytellers uh, that me and another guy from our team started about a year ago. We've got almost 1,800 churches represented uh, on there now. We saw church communications and we're like, well... I wonder if if we started the storytellers if we'd find some folks who kind of do the same sort of thing that we do. Yeah. Um, and the it was the same kind of thought processes for our book. We we knew we know there's a lot of people out there who are doing this or at least you know giving it a, a good shot, uh, trying attempting to tell stories. And um, most people don't have time. They don't feel like they have the you know the community or the team around them. A lot of us are kind of just trying to get the job done. right? And um, so we thought it'd be valuable to have a community where if you had a question or if you wanted another set of eyes on your project, someone to kind of give you some constructive feedback and do you think this works and um, providing people with some resources or even just kind of, again, you're not alone in the work that you're doing. There are a lot of us, we're yeah. all facing, we're, you know, kind of leaning into the same things. Yeah. There's a lot of strength uh, so we in that. Start, totally. I, I think so. Just solidarity. Um, because most people I know who are doing storytelling in the church are mostly doing it alone. There are a couple teams that are really g- tackling it as a team. I think Church on the Move is one of those kind of teams where they really have honed together over years. Yeah. An awesome process. But even in larger churches, uh, the storytelling guy or the storytelling girl, that's mostly just on their shoulders uh, mm-hmm. to get the job done. So so we we started this Facebook group as a way to just connect people Um, and, and share some resources, but mostly just to create some, uh, community.
0: Yeah. And we'll put all these links in the show notes so everybody can just go to, uh, to that and and, and get all these links. You were going to mention another resource, I think maybe, or do you have another one you want to talk about? Um,
1: I'm trying to think, I, 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 I mean, we share them every once in a while on the, on the page, but I think the story guide again is probably the, again, the best one I've seen. And again, I don't, not all stories are video. But I think most people, when they talk about storytelling, is is video production. And our resource, again, we we talk more. The Tell More Stories book talks much more about what we've been discussing, which is sort of the building blocks of a story. How do you know if it's going to work? Um, what questions do you ask people? How do you edit this thing down? You know, it's just it's it's, it's yeah. the basic kind of building blocks of how does it work in a church. What I think the Story Guide is is probably more tuned into is um, in terms of video and media, how do you take this general idea or this thing that you just got handed in a meeting and turn it into something that looks great, that sounds great, that is, you know, the right amount of time um, and that's going to work in your church. And so ours is maybe more of a culture piece and a, you know, church specific thing. Theirs has more to do with production. I I I think that's great. I, I love that.
0: I think that's great. I think that's super necessary. Like the culture piece often is what I feel like it's missing in a lot of these yeah. guides. Like The how-to is there, and that's where everybody wants to go because that seems yeah. like the biggest mountain, and it really isn't. Like, I mean, I have an iPhone now. For sure. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah you, you want to know how to get the job done. Yeah, But I think at, at a certain point, you know, this is really hard work, and I think this – I mean – no one really slows down and and says like this is super hard <laughs> like telling yeah. a really great story it's like writing a song or preaching the sermon of a lifetime you know you you're you're really trying to dig deep and share something that's going to change people's lives Absolutely. and we just live in a day and age where it's just like we're just inundated with content we we never stop scrolling past it and there's all of this pressure to like produce a thing quickly and make it <laughs> 15 seconds long, you know what I mean? And make it punchy. And there's just a lot of pressure. And so I think at the end of the day, it really helps to know that culture piece and be like, why are we doing this? What are we hoping to see happen? Uh, When we share this story and somebody watches it, what is the thing that we would love them to catch if they miss everything else? And again, I think the how to is important. It's good to know how to light a scene. It's good to know how to capture good audio. Uh, There's a lot of places to get that, but What I really want to do is give storytellers a confidence in what they're doing, that it matters that they're not alone, but ultimately that what they're doing can cause transformation um, in their audience. And because it's such, you have to, you have to remember that, I think.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Well, tell people how we can connect with you online and stay up to date with the things that you guys are putting out and you personally as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, there, Yeah, so again, the Facebook group, uh, Church Storytellers, uh, we post the things that our team works on. Uh, we're developing some new resources. Um, they're so new, I'm still not at liberty to share them. But <laughs> awesome. we roll them out here. But you'll, uh, you'll tell uh, me later, though, here. right? You'll, you'll Why, tell, yeah, you'll tell me later. because I don't want commit, to commit our team to stuff. Yeah. We're not ready to execute on you know, Insider. Yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah, uh, church storytellers on Facebook, you can just uh, look at the group. It's a, uh, uh, we'll add you to it. Uh, and then again, yeah, tellmorestories.co. That's where new blog posts go. Uh, if we have uh, other resources that we come across again, that we're just like, oh, this is killer. This has helped people so much. Uh, and really anything from like, you know, a great masterclass to a video series or, uh, you know, uh, some, some great deals on gear or whatever, uh, we'll usually post it there as well. So, uh, that's how to get in touch with us. And again, the biggest thing that we want uh, to do is just create some community, uh, around the people who do this to encourage them and let you know you're doing a great job and you're not alone.
0: Awesome. I think that's great. Thank you so much for what you do, man. I'm a part of that storytellers group too. And it's a, it's a lot of, of quality conversation in there. It's like, honestly, unique to that group, that it's so solidly, uh, quality all the time, oh, awesome. uh, because, good. It, good. because it's, it's like another one of those unifying things, you know, it's like a really, it's a niche thing where people are, yeah. you know, like I'm focused on storytelling versus I have all these other things going on. Like that's, it's very, it's very, uh, it's very good group. It's a very good group to be a part of. I so, know.
1: thanks,
0: man. well, I, Man, I, I really appreciate the conversation. This has been really great and super helpful for our audience who are trying to figure out how to be better storytellers in their church to leverage the tools that God's given them and ultimately reach people with the gospel where they are. I think it's all of this is super necessary. On this podcast, this is the year of storytelling. We're, we're focusing on that. So, man, I really appreciate your insight, your wisdom, and your candor here. And I, I just, thanks for coming on the show, man.
1: Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.